Welcome to the We Are Here for Good podcast. I'm Pastor Jen Fite from Good Shepherd Lutheran Church in Howard, Wisconsin. And we remember that as the body of Christ, we are here for good and we are better together. Good Shepherd is back to utilizing the Revised Common Lectionary for its worship readings. And the text I will be preaching on this coming Sunday is from the Gospel of Matthew, the miraculous feeding of 5,000 men plus women and children. From Matthew 14, verses 13 through 21. Maybe we should call it the feeding of the 10,000 or 15,000. Who knows? Either way. That's a lot of people to be fed on five loaves and two fish. The story of the feeding of the 5,000 appears in all four of the Gospels. Must be important, right? Must say something about who Jesus is and what his mission is, right? Each Gospel, however, emphasizes different things and witnesses to events in a particular way. And the account we hear today comes from Matthew. Matthew is the gospel that tells us about the wise men coming to visit baby Jesus following his birth and the slaughter of the innocents that followed. Matthew gives us the Sermon on the Mount, which contains the Beatitudes, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And of all the gospels, Matthew's account is most closely tied to the words of the prophets of old and the traditions of Moses. And in Matthew, it's the Pharisees, the predominant leaders of the Jewish faith in that day, who are Jesus' greatest opponents. And in addition to condemning the behavior and leadership of the Pharisees, Matthew strongly uplifts moral stringency and the judgment that we will all face in the age to come. And yet, and yet Matthew has a wonderful vision of Jesus as the compassionate and self-giving Messiah the royal son of God. Today we are in the section of Matthew in between the Sermon on the Mount, which is in chapters 5 through 7, and the Transfiguration, found in chapter 17. In recent pages, Jesus has been teaching in parables, and in just verses before, John the Baptist was beheaded by Herod. As we read this story, I invite you to consider both the perspective of Jesus and the perspective of the disciples. What motivates their behaviors, what they do and what they say, and and how do you see Jesus teaching the disciples in this story? How does Jesus challenge them to rethink what it means to be his followers? And how does Jesus challenge us? We hear from Matthew chapter 14, verses 13 through 21, and I'll be reading from the New Revised Standard Version of the Bible. Now, when Jesus heard this, the death of John the Baptist, he withdrew from there in a boat to a deserted place by himself. But when the crowds heard it, they followed him on foot from the towns. When Jesus went ashore, he saw a great crowd And he had compassion for them and cured their sick. When it was evening, the disciples came to him and said, This is a deserted place, and the hour is now late. Send the crowds away so that they may go into villages and buy food for themselves. Jesus said to the disciples, They need not go away. 
you give them something to eat. They replied, we have nothing here but five loaves and two fish. And Jesus said, bring them here to me. Then he ordered the crowds to sit down on the grass. Taking the five loaves and the two fish, he looked up to heaven and blessed and broke the loaves and gave them to the disciples. And the disciples gave them to the crowds. And all ate and were filled. And they took up what was left over of the broken pieces, 12 baskets full. And those who ate were about 5,000 men besides women and children. Jesus has just heard that John the Baptist is dead. Understandably, this is a big blow to Jesus. John was Jesus' relative and John baptized Jesus in the River Jordan. John was the forerunner, the prophet, who was sent to prepare the way for Jesus. And now he is dead. Herod the Great's kingdom was divided among his three sons shortly after Jesus' birth. And Herod Antipas is the ruler referred to here. Herod the Great, Herod Antipas's father, was the one who ordered the killing of all the children in and around Bethlehem under the age of two, back when Jesus was a little one. Herod Antipas is much like his father, brutal and cruel, and also fearful and easily manipulated. Herod has John the Baptist beheaded mostly because he doesn't want to look wishy-washy in front of his court. It's with the weight of this news that Jesus withdraws to a deserted place by himself. In Matthew, when Jesus is weary, he goes off by himself to pray. But Jesus never gets left alone for long. As soon as Jesus seeks some alone time, the people come looking for him. The behavior of the crowd reminds me of little kids, toddlers, who immediately come looking for their mom or dad the second their mom or dad goes to the bathroom. They just can't get away, not even for five minutes. And when Jesus sees the crowds, Jesus has compassion for them and cured the sick. Compassion. The Greek verb is splonknisomai, and it refers to a gut-wrenching, intestine-twisting, visceral emotion of care. Luther Seminary's professor Rolf Jacobson writes of this word, in the Gospels, it is never simply an emotion. It is a deep emotion that moves Jesus or another to saving action. It moves the so-called Good Samaritan to save the beaten man. It moves Jesus to heal one man and to raise a woman's dead son. It moves a waiting father to have mercy on his prodigal son, and so on. Here, the deep compassion that Jesus has on the great crowd moves him first to heal their sick and then to feed the masses. It's a deep emotion that leads to extraordinary action, and Jesus must be curing people left and right because before long, evening begins to fall, and the disciples come to Jesus and demand, send the crowds away so that they may go into the villages and buy food for themselves. It's a really practical request. There are lots of people, and it's getting late. 
the rep responsible thing to do would be to send the people away before all of their opp opportunities to acquire food for the night close up shop. But Jesus says they need not go away. You give them something to eat. Jesus calls the disciples to act with compassion. Jesus calls his disciples to see the need, the hunger of the people, and to do something about it. And the disciples say, we can't do anything. We don't have the resources. We couldn't even make a dent. All we have is five loaves and two fish. Scarcity. Scarcity rears its ugly head. We don't have enough, Jesus. Let them fend for themselves. We just can't. And then Jesus has the disciples bring the fish to them, and Jesus orders the crowd to sit down on the grass in groups. And looking up to heaven, Jesus blesses and breaks the loaves and then hands them to the disciples for distribution. The scarcity of the disciples becomes abundance. All ate and were filled, and they took what was left over of the broken pieces, 12 baskets full. The leftovers. The leftovers is more than they started with, and the people ate their fill. I wonder how often the people in this crowd got to eat their fill. I wonder how often they were really full. I know how often I am full and overly full, but to have all that you care to eat without worrying if your kids or if your spouse had enough too, wow, what a gift for Jesus and his disciples to give. And 5,000 men plus women and children were fed. A day filled with people being healed and people being fed, it all started with compassion with Jesus feeling so strongly that he had to do something, that he had to act. And Jesus models this behavior to the first disciples and to you and me. We are called to feel and we are called to feed. And God will take what we got, even if it's next to nothing, and God will do something. As you continue to reflect on this reading from the Gospel of Matthew, I invite you to think about where you see scarcity and where you see abundance. How do you act in times of scarcity? And how do you behave differently when you were, are working out of a mindset of abundance? As we hold these questions in our hearts, let us pray. Bread of heaven, you look at us with great compassion. You see our needs and you provide for us abundantly. But so often we only see scarcity. We fear that we will not have enough and that we are not enough. When we forget who you have called us to be. Take what little we have and do great things. Turn next to nothing into more than enough. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Blessings, my brothers and sisters in Christ.